virgin sea. What the hell? What is a virgin sea, by the way? I've always wondered that. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. I have the voice of an angel. I have got to be free. Free to face the life that's ahead of me. I know I'm a captain. El Capitan A search for tomorrow Con El Capitan Donde El baño Por favor Diablo Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis Siete, ocho, nueve And of course, diez Donde el baño So, uh, estoy mucho borracho Yo quiero Mas cerveza for my mouth The beer's in my mouth Yo soy grande, yo Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, wherever you're watching this. There's already uh, 400 people. Wow, we're we're coming in hot. I'm going to tweet this out. I got some stuff to talk about today. Uh, What should I title this? Coming in hot? Coming in hot. There's a lot. Uh, Can you cover a Beatles song? Oh, I already have some super chats. I'll just read these two real quick, and then we'll get into the knit and grit. I want to speak to you at some point about plans for bears to help South Africans flee. Civil war is about to break out. Can't discuss specifics of my plan publicly, but there is a way to help. I am way into that, Yo-Yo Bear. Let me know how I can help in any way. Email unbearablecomedy at gmail.com or why didn't they laugh at gmail.com. I am all about helping that cause because things are about to get cray-cray. In South Africa, and they're about to start asking the West for money because everyone's about to starve to death. That's what happens when you kill the farmers, man. People don't get no food. But but it is uh, racism that uh, the white man has the farms. Do you want the farms? No, I don't know what a plow is or anything. Can I cover a Beatles song? Sure. Well, when I find myself on Twitter and people show me that... I thought were friends of mine are talking shit I want to bite their face bite their face bite their face it's intentionally ironic that the song's called let it be because I will not let it be when bird Kreischer says that I'm 
The biggest racist comic in America Even if it sounds like he's joking I'm not gonna let it be I'm married to a spick I'm married to a spick Who happens to love my white dick I take personal offense To implying that I Somehow judge my wife's race My children are also part Hispanic Who the fuck does Bert Kreischer think he is? That's like joking about Someone being a rapist Bert Kreischer's fat All from soy He used to be a fit boy But he and his buddy Joe Rogan Can't stop snorting wines of soy the Hollywood soy dungeons They just do all kinds of soy They get bloated and gassy and entitled And they forget about the objective world around them And people say Why would you throw your friend under the bus? I had one total conversation with Joe Rogan Before doing his show These people aren't actually my friends Steven Crowder is actually my friend We actually do friend stuff and are actual friends My entire history with Joe Rogan before doing his show Was having one conversation outside of the improv About whether or not the mood landing was, was a hoax He said it was 50% 50% 50% He gave his odds around 50% Story of me and Joe. All right. Yeah, people are like, hey, don't throw your friends under the bus. Not my friends. And I'm not throwing them under the bus. I'm just going to address. All right. Uh, so someone just sent me this, and then I'll get into the news and all that. It's your mom's house episode 462 with Bert Kreischer. Bear in mind, him and um, Whitney Cummings had already discussed me being a white supremacist on a, uh, a show which is a leftist code for he's right, but we can't argue his points. Except it's for FAMU. It's Listen all this. black. Can you guys hear this? Right? Mm-hmm. So I pull, and I'm like, shit. This is, by, by the way, this is 1994, 93, 4. Mm-hmm. This is right around the time with the, with the you guys hear that? King oh, and yeah. Reginald Denny and, and race relations in the South are It's coming. Awesome. And by the way, it's Tallahassee. It's a segregated city, pretty much. Yeah. So I pull in. And I'm thinking, fuck, I can't get back. I can't turn around and get back out. I'm going to have to go through this party, and it's fucking ra- It's equally as big. And I'm bumping into people, and I can see people like fucking, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, And I get into the dead center of the party, and the car in front of me stops. It's Doors soon. open, it's and they coming disappear. Soon. I'm not going to bore and you with the story. I'm sitting there in a convertible, listening to fish. I'm high. I'm starting to I'm starting to get like panic. You know how you get high and start overthinking Bird things? Bird talking. And a black guy just starts staring at me. Like and I could feel him staring at me, and I'm like, not even looking, just looking straight ahead. What and a he's dumb like, story! Hey, white boy, you scared? And I don't say anything. I don't even reply to him. And he goes, "White boy, I'm talking to you. Look at me when I speak to you." And I kind of look over, and he goes, "Oh, you are scared, aren't you?" And I'm thinking, I'm about to get knocked the fuck out. And I'm like, "No, Why? I'm he's not black. scared at all." And he leans on my car, like right where the window is. <laughs> fat racist. Leans cunt. on. And he goes, "Well, tell me if you're scared now, motherfucker." 
And he leans into my car, hits the brights, hits the horn, and his best white vo- voice goes, move it, niggers! And he disappears into the crowd. Everyone turns around, and I'm like, no, I didn't say it, I didn't say it. Guy grabs me, starts to pull me out of my car. My car starts rolling forward, and the dude shows up. He goes, I'm fucking around, I said it. And they were like, Woo. what? And they put me back in my car. I'm shaking. And the guy goes, looks like you can use a a beer. I put my car in park. I leave it running. I walk into the house with a guy fucking murdered two beers. I'm like, oh. And he's telling everyone at the party. I think it would be a great story for stage. But in order to do it, I have to say the N word. You know, you just said, said it, you fat retard. You have to say it 150 times to get the bit perfect. It doesn't. Oh, have... I see. Oh, you you just I said it. I was expecting to hear the N word 150 times no, right no. now. No, no, no. no. I have to. Like, up there, I'd up have to do game. it. The bit doesn't have a great ending, so yeah. it would need a better ending. Like the and it's just it was just the funniest thing that ever. Fucking you know what's gonna happen? Me. It's gonna end up being like, it's gonna end up being like a almost like an interstitial set. Like it's gonna set up something else for you. That's what it feels like. Yeah, it's one of those bits where. You think it's the end bit, but it's actually getting you somewhere, you know? I bet you're right. Like, you'll figure out another story, and you're like, oh, if I tell this story right before that story, it's going to make the end story better. Yeah. It's going to be like an example of something. I don't know, but I know it's, what you mean. It's, and I, well, he's Bert the Racist Comics. This yeah. is That's perfect. Right. Yeah. Is part, we yeah. did mention yeah. 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 this guy. It's the yeah. number one racist comic in America. <laughs> Move over, Owen Benjamin. <laughs> Um, oh, so Crazy Lokes yeah. uh, sent in. Uh, all right, so much love actually to uh, Tom Segura and Christina Przinsky for not just jumping on that. They kind of just laughed. And listen, is he kind of busting my balls? Sure. I'm not, like, offended. But it's like what he's doing is is uh, just going with something he knows isn't true and he knows has cost me a lot in my life, in my personal life. And he just said nigger. And then he said, I would have to say the N-word. He just said it. It's like he's so, his brain has been damaged from soy, and he's bloated and he's gassy. There is a man who's afraid of dairy. He's proud of the fact his balls never got hairy. He can't give the D, because he's got low T. Trump tweets give him PTSD And he thinks that he should sit to pee He's a BuzzFeed foodie blogger Which means he's unemployed And he's always pissy and a bit bitchy Cause he is bloated from soy He's a soy boy He's so annoyed He's a soy boy He feels no joy A weak chin and soft hands And a lot of demands He's got memory glands Says his cat is trans Cause of all that soy He's a soy boy And he's awful to be around Bert Kreischer So um Playing the hits Well it's just It's just very applicable It's very applicable Yeah and we're gonna talk about Rogan too These guys have lost their minds And people that are like You have to have loyalty to what? There's no what What loyalty? When when that trans kid thing, when I stood up against uh, giving children hormones that are five, that by the way, Whitney Cummings and Burt Kreischer and the rest of Hollywood have never stood up for. These kids are, there's these people have kids that are doing this. And thank God for Joe Rogan for standing up for that. And Rogan has made an incredible amount of missteps and said some egregious things. And I've always had his back simply for having me on a show during that. But I wasn't his friend. He was, um, I brought, controversy and something interesting to his show it was a win-win 
And then I did another one and I, I thought that, you know, he was a good guy for that. And I've always respected him for that. But like the third time he had me on, he told me I shouldn't tweet so much and that I should run his tweets by him, which I laughed off. This is, this is the interesting thing about some of these quote unquote jokes is, uh, and then, you know, crackhead Kurt Metzger just screamed the, the rest of the show and I couldn't talk about anything important. And, uh, Joe just kept telling me to be quiet and let crackhead Kurt Metzger scream about how not only is he pro-choice, he'd quote unquote, kill a baby right now. Um, then people on Twitter just kept like thousands of times. Yeah, I, I, I understood where, uh, my, one of my best friends and opener, uh, Eric Nimmer, who's a, who's a black gentleman, but people kept saying that Nimmer stole my bike. And people kept saying, uh, is this the guy who stole your bike? Eric laughed the first 50 times and then it became like tedious. And so that's one reason why I stopped doing so much. I, I, I never engaged in that joke because I've been there where the joke just gets so old and it's like, dude, stop. And that, that's what happened to me with that, where people would be like, did you run this tweet by Rogan? Did you run this tweet by Rogan? Did you run this tweet by Rogan? And that's when Rogan just completely stopped supporting me in any way. And he had texted me that he was sorry for what happened um, in that episode and just all kinds of encouraging things. We talked on the phone once since then where he, he told me that I was such a good comedian and, and to keep my head up and that I'm doing something really special. Never again publicly did he ever support me. And then I got uh, kicked off Twitter permanently with 125,000 followers uh, just vanished in thin air. And he never said anything about that because he saw that I was marked against the narrative. And um, that's when uh, that whole relationship kind of ended. You know, I, I wished him happy birthday. And I think I still support him in a way where it's like, I'm glad he exists. I'm glad that he has a show. But he recently, on yesterday's podcast, I haven't listened in a while, uh, which is an interesting thing to do sometimes. Like, don't listen to someone for a while and then tune back in. It's so weird we say tune in. Like, we're still in the 1940s. Like, it's like, hello, this is a... But uh, you'll see how much someone changes when you don't listen for a while, you know? And it was crazy. He, he said Alex Jones um, pretty much deserves his banning and he's not going to have him on his show. And that I was like, what? Just to put this in perspective, the most egregious thing you can argue that Alex Jones did was say that Sandy Hook was a false flag. Now, that stems from paranoia that the government is capable of doing anything to limit uh, the rights of its citizens, which it is. The government has, without question, done worse than Sandy Hook many times. Like, like from um, Freedom of Information Act, you can learn all about Operation Northwoods and the Gulf of Tonkin and, you know, uh, highly alleged that, that, uh, that uh, Pearl Harbor was allowed to happen. Uh, you know, Rogan has speculated that the moon, uh, we never landed on the moon, that 9-11 was an inside job, that. All, I mean, Rogan is the king of conspiracy theories. And so the worst possible thing that could have happened is the parents of the survivors of the murdered children were harassed. If my child was murdered, I would be devastated for life from that murder, right? So um, the last thing I would care about is being harassed by just weirdos. Uh, they have a lot more to deal with. Now, to put that in perspective, CNN and the rest of mainstream media has lied gratuitously my, since I can remember about you know weapons of mass destruction or gas attacks or scandals that don't exist. And, and they'll get us into literal wars 
where my friends have died. Uh, my friends have had their psyche broken. My friends have uh, come back home, uh, heroin addicted messes, and they're now dead. Uh, that's what CNN does. You know, they, they, they lied about Benghazi. They lied about Hillary. They lied about all kinds of stuff. And so to say that Alex Jones shouldn't be a lot of voice, and bear in mind, this is not me virtue signaling. In fact, I didn't even want to say this because I hate when people say this, but just to be completely open and clear, I never listened to Alex Jones until recently. Uh, it had the Streisand effect on me where I wanted to know what he has to say. Because if the state cuts out a man's tongue, I want to know what, why. Uh, I never really listened to Alex Jones. And it's not because I have anything against him. I just, I got my, my podcast and I listen to a lot of music and I, and I do a lot of gardening. You know, I'm, I'm not like tuned into everything. And I, I've never really been a conspiracy type person. Um, but these, a lot of the things he said came true. And it's not egregious. You can just tell that he um, he's just like your wacky Texan Texas uncle who's who's right more than you want to admit. You know, he's entertaining. So to see him say that he's not going to support his friend or have him on the podcast, I'm like, what? And then he said Jim Acosta had a had a tough job. It's just like you're listening to this and you're like, who are you, man? You know, and I've had a lot of respect for Rogan over the years, and I still do because of the original thing was him standing up against Carlos Mancia for joke stealing. That that's what made me love Rogan pretty like for life in a way. But it's almost like the Hunger Games, where when you see the uh, the old tributes, you know, on the train, they're just alcoholics or shells of their former glory, and I, I think that that happens to a lot of heroes in this world. That it's tough to uh, maintain that 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 level, you know, because when you're a hero and Joe Rogan was and is in certain ways a hero uh, to a lot of people, including myself, uh, for standing up in times of, uh, of insanity, the, the, the evil of this world. And if you don't have your morals uh, put together properly, it seeps into you and it gets you. And unfortunately, it's, it sounds like he's not really on, on page anymore. And that social circle is so revolves around Rogan's approval that now that you know, Rogan is uh, going towards that direction, you know, with uh, being pro-socialism when Abby Martin was on there and, and uh, understanding Lena Dunham saying she wished she had an abortion and just stuff that just made me go, what? Uh, but now that I've become a punchline of, of being a racist, I'm like, you guys are fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? And... Uh, and I don't want to be this guy that just burns bridges, but I also am not going to uh, have alliances. I, I promised myself this years ago, and I've always naturally done this. I don't have allies. I have friends. Allies are, are, are dumb. It's like that's for the acquisition of power, not the acquisition of truth is allies. Where it's like, oh, well, I have a friend in this department or when they say friend, they mean ally. Like I have someone that we have, uh, it's kind of like when America allied, American England allied with Stalin, you know, that wasn't our friend, but as Churchill said, uh, man, it was such a good quote. If, uh, if we were, ah, man, if we were lying, oh, something about, he put it in a good word for Satan or something. I can't remember. Does anyone know that? Uh, anyone know the quote? I'm in the normal chat. I know you guys have it. Ironically, Rogan's pod peaked when he had Alex Jones on. After that, something changed. Ben is not racist. He's just designed. Are you guys talking about Burt Kreischer is a hack? 
Well, he's weak. He's not a hack. And I've always liked him. He's just, he's, he's, I wonder if I still have that video on here where I can just show you Bert's entire character. It's me and Bert on his podcast. It's, it's so telling. It's insane. I don't know if I have it on here, but I can get it very easily. Um, I think I have it on here though. Just give me one sec. Uh, do, 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 do. Let me, I'll just search it. I was, I was clearing it up. I'll, I'll download it again. It's, uh, it's when I just, last time I did his, his podcast, you can just see him switch so easily, uh, between just opinions. Hang on. Owen, Benjamin, Bert Kreischer. Here we go. This just tells you everything. And the C word. Here we go. Um, my wife said, uh, cunt is the, um, the N word for women. And I said, no, you're wrong. Slut is. I go, because when the M-word dehumanizes someone, that's why that, that no one wants to... That it's, that's why I won't say it, because I, I don't want anyone to ever feel dehumanized. Um, I, I do. Uh, <laughs> I do, though. Some people are, are acting inhuman, and I want them to know it. <laughs> that's serious. <laughs> I heard an argument for that going, yeah, when I'm really mad, I want them to feel the worst they've ever felt. Yeah, he's already, he's already yeah. switched his so opinion. So why wouldn't I use that why word? Would I, <laughs> Why would I use all my assets? <laughs> why would I hold back? It's like if someone's attacking me and I have a gun, why would I punch them? I would shoot them in the head. Fucking kill shot. <laughs> Dehumanize? Jesus. You know, don't act like a goddamn cunt. <laughs> if you don't want to be fucking dehumanized. Jesus. No. So, you see how quickly he chan- It's just like... In the face of someone who actually has his beliefs in order... Me? Don't get me wrong. I'm very human and weak in times, and uh, I missed the mark many times in my life and um, question myself and question all kinds of stuff. But compared to these fucking just saplings in a, in a hurricane, it's not even close. It's like, oh, you haven't thought this through? You're going to say that you never want to dehumanize somebody? And that's that's – I did a tweet once a, long, a while ago that got tens of thousands of responses and retweets – and it proved my point so perfectly that it literally is one of the reasons they had to take me off the internet where I said, uh, if a woman's being raped and she calls her attacker a nigger, Hollywood will be more offended by the word than the rape. And then people proceeded to prove me right. And then my second uh, round of bombings, that, that, I set little logic traps sometimes just to prove a point to people that aren't brain dead yet. I said, well, I didn't even say what color the woman was. What if she was black? What if it was a black woman being raped by a black man? And then she called him the N-word, which is worse, the rape or the word. I mean, the rape is always a million times worse than calling someone a pejorative. You know, I in, in fights with friends, I've, I've said some of the cruelest things I could think of just to hurt them because I was in pain. You know, hurt people hurt people. Um, but... And then I said, well, what if the guy wasn't black? You know, there's a million examples of of uh to to just show that your logic is so off. All right, let's go through some of the news too. But I'm I'm done with these people, man. They're such frauds and uh ah, man, I mean there's I know so much stuff that I will never say because I really am uh principled when it comes to secrets. 
If people tell me secrets, I never say them. I'm not that guy. I'll just tell my story. And my side of the story is just saying reality is so damning to, to people. But it, at no point, I mean, people can do heinous things to me. And at no point will I just be like, oh, by the way, this person is this, this, this. Um, because that's, that's, that's wrong. That isn't something that I'm, I'm going to do. But I am just going to reveal someone's character that they show publicly because it's so heinous. Like what people do in their private life is what they are publicly. They just they, they lose the ability of seeing it because you can't live a duplicitous life for that long. Like when you live a, a life of lies, um, it, do, it can't possibly last because you just start either becoming that or it breaks your head. You know, like when me and Amy first started dating, I was still, you know, not a great dude. You know, I would still seek attention from women and it used to drive her crazy and she would still go to raves and shit and that would piss me off. And, um, there was a coming clean period in our relationship that if that didn't happen, I think I'd be fucked for life, uh, with our relationship. It's because like she, like if you watch the first beauty and the bear from a long time ago, she'll just talk about how, you know, early on in our relationship, um, I was still, I wasn't a great dude and, and how we got through that and, uh, and, and what attention seeking from other women is like and what, how she felt and how I felt and, and how we got through it and all that stuff. Like that's so important to like, cause then, then you're impervious to strikes. You can't, you're not vulnerable. A lot of these people, you can just smell the secrets, you know, that they're so terrified that if they stand up for what they believe in or support their friends in times of trauma or uh, um, scandal, that their secrets will be revealed. Now, if you realize that, it's kind of like that Matt Damon scene in Good Will Hunting that I talked about uh, two episodes ago where it's, do you want to get beaten with a, a rope or, a, or an, a, an iron pipe? Iron pipe. Why? Because fuck you, that's why. If you don't have secrets because you faced the the hardship that comes with um, talking to your friends or your loved ones about things that you're not proud of that maybe you could have gotten away with, uh, but will hurt them. And you do it early on. Um, you have a, a level of defense that, that kind of drives people insane, you know, where they're like, Oh, well we'll reveal. It's like, what, what will you reveal? What will you reveal that I haven't revealed? You know, and then, then shit gets wild. That's why when people call you a racist, a white supremacist, a bigot, uh, Nazi, a homophobe, all this stuff that all happens when they run out of shit, when they can't say like, you know, like that Asia Argento chick, like her secrets are insane. So let's just go through uh, what I was going to talk about today and then we'll do some more music and whatnot, but I'm not going to slam these people. I'm not going to be like, don't listen to them or they're bad people. Burt Kreischer and Joe Rogan are not racist or sexist or white supremacists or bad people. They're just fucking weak. And it's sad to see it. I like heroes, man. I don't, I don't, I don't like to lose heroes. I'll hold on to heroes. You know, I talked about uh, my dad a few episodes ago where it's, it's a real struggle to, uh, to figure out honor thy father. Like what do you hold on to? What do you, what mythology, when you realize you're creating mythology around someone that's done some pretty mean things to you, you know, at what point do you come clean and say, listen, this dude 
has done some pretty heinous shit? Or do you just keep saying, you know, he did the best he could for the time? Because it's a balancing act between letting in nihilism into your into your heart where you say, you know, um, driving around with a little kid telling him uh, he's going to kill himself is bad. You know, it's easy to, to just get past those things and say, um, it's not a big deal. You know, everyone has problems. You know, all that does is let in that in your life where now your soul says, oh, it's not that bad. Maybe you'll do that. Maybe you'll do that to gain control. When you're weak, maybe, and, and you have a, a child in your car that can't get out, maybe you'll uh, do that to regain some sort of ego in a, in a world that, that you can't control. Because your soul only takes the literal. Your soul doesn't understand that you're playing a game. It doesn't understand that you're just saying this to get through pain. No, it, it, the, uh, uh, there's this great book called Influence, I believe, by uh, Caldini, some really Italian name. But one thing that it talks about is if you get people, you ask someone their opinion on something, like let's say you're, um, you're for universal health care or you're against universal health care. Uh, they, they did an experiment where they would get the person to write down a compelling argument against their own beliefs. And then a year later, they were much more likely to believe what they had written than their original belief in a certain uh, percentage of the population. That's insane. That that shows you that like you you sh- you can't speak lies and get away with it because your body and your mind will just start adapting to the lies. It doesn't know the difference. So when you bend the truth and when you say nigger in a story and then 10 seconds later say n-word, I don't want to say n-word in my joke. It's like you just said nigger. Like are you insane? And that's like, well, I'm not Owen Benjamin. It's like, oh, so you created a a fall guy you created a, a warlock, you know, uh, uh, that which, a Voldemort, uh, uh, that which we do not speak of. And now you can always compare yourself to this mythology of this bad, bad man. It's, it's insane. It's such a mechanism of the week. And it's, and this is a guy who has a Netflix special coming out. I'll show you uh, what that looks like. But all right, I like this one. LGBT, Hollywood, and Catholic priests. And they're all pounding fists, making the world safe for pedophiles. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to throw all Catholic priests under the bus, the vast majority are not pedophiles. It's the institution itself. It's, it's what Hollywood did to art is what the Catholic church does to God, where there's still art in Hollywood. There's still God in the Catholic church, but the institution itself becomes almost more important than uh, the spirituality or almost more important than the art. You know, it's like some of these um, Hollywood propaganda movies are still artistic. They're still beautiful. They're still well acted, but that's not the, the main function isn't the art it's the it's the propaganda and i think that uh now that we have a a pope that's a full-blown communist and just an absolute soy boy it's it's pretty crazy here's bert kreischer's um uh as you can see it's it's liked by adam ray comedy and joe rogan uh look at his gut there and that's a that's a soy gut and listen i i got a bit of a gut on me but mine's uh more beer that's soy right there that's gassy that's bloat. And so uh, secret time with just a dude's gut. I mean, that's what being a man is now. You know, it's almost like Fight Club. It's like, what is a man? And Netflix now has their man. It's a guy with a gut. And it's, it's focused on the, on the soy. Just the, you know, his cock will fall off any day now. And he probably has no pubes already. You know, his pubes can't survive that amount of soy. Just cannot 
cannot survive. So that's the guy on the billboard is the guy that says nigger and then N-word and then throws his friend under the bus in what appears to be a joke but really isn't and everyone knows it. Good. Good good, good for these guys. All right. This is my boy. Follow Unsavory Agents on uh, Instagram, uh, the street artist. This dude's awesome, man. I, I text with him a lot. He's a really cool dude. But uh, hashtag she too and it's Asia Argento giving a really long finger because it's, it's been revealed that she had sex with a, a 17 year old or a 16 year old when she was 33 and paid him off. And, uh, just the hypocrisy knows no bounds. But the thing is, is, uh, pointing out hypocrisy is not good for persuasion. I, 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 uh, I've been digging Scott Adams lately. He had a moment today that I thought was really interesting because, his spiral actually led me to uh, to understand him more. It was about Molly Tibbetts. Molly Tibbetts is a, a, a woman who was killed by an illegal Mexican alien. And it's people are using this in a, as an example for the need for border security. And Scott Adams said, uh, it feels racist. I feel like we can have a better argument for the wall. And I'm in my car just like, What? If it was an illegal Canadian, we'd feel the same way. If there's a bunch of Canadians coming down and killing people and raping people and they were white, it wouldn't matter. And, and I'm, I'm literally just getting pissed thinking he doesn't understand. And he starts responding to his own um, periscope of people saying the same thing. And he explained it well, like what his point was. He's like, we're in agreement on facts. He's like, you guys aren't understanding what I'm saying. I'm talking about persuasion. It feels that way. He's like, I know it isn't. He's like, I don't think you guys understand what I'm saying. He's like, it feels like a racist argument. And I'm like, but it isn't racist. It's about border security. It's about having, you know, the law dictate. And he's like, I know. He's like, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying what the public would perceive that as and how that can be spun. He's like, we live in a fact, factless world when it comes to the media. And I'm telling you what will be a more persuasive argument. And I'm like, oh, because I get so pissed off when he says things are racist that aren't racist. And I think his point is is well taken in a sense where if he's looking at big picture persuasion, like how to get the wall or how to get border security, he's just saying the weakness in an argument. He's like, of course, I don't think it's racist, but that doesn't matter. How do you guys not see my point? And I'm like, but it's not the truth, Scott. He's like, truth? And uh, the truth matters, but the, the media doesn't play that game. So I think his points are valid, although I don't think the average person would see that as racist at all. I think that uh, and then he brought up a great point. You know, someone said, said the guy with no skin in the game and he's like, no skin in the game. I'm so public about my opinions that I have a higher chance of being murdered than any of you for my thoughts. And he's right. So do I, by the way. So does Crowder. So do people that are publicly saying these things have a higher chance of being murdered than anyone else. Like when people are like, well, I live in Texas and I sometimes see these illegal Mexicans and you know, the crime rate is, is one up three times. He's like, dude, I could be assassinated skin in the game. You know, like what he's put on the line. He was, he could tour colleges making 50 grand or a hundred grand uh, or corporations teaching joke writing because he had a cartoon and he chose to talk about things that made him lose a lot of money and a lot of prestige and, and, and leftist 
um, big power structures. And he's like, what the hell have you done? He's like skin in the game. He's like, people could just murder me in a mob. And like, if, if you went, if, if you went out in Berkeley, th- there's a decent chance that a mob would form and start throwing shit at him. And then cops wouldn't do anything like that's crazy. So I developed uh, respect for him because I've called him out in the past about uh, race stuff where he said uh, Republicans should say that we aren't racist. And I'm like, why? That's like that's like every man should say that they're not a rapist. Like that's that's insanely insulting, especially given the fact that Democrats are are the racist party uh, when it comes to policy. And I still think he's wrong about that one because that that just cuts to the core of of self-respect. Like telling people to to proclaim that they're not racist is insanely uh, humiliating for the non-racist. And it's silly. And it plays right into their stupid game. But with, you know, when it comes to trying getting funding for the wall, like what issues you use, I think it's fine to use Maui Tibbetts as a, uh, a prime example of why we need border security. You need to put a face on a problem. You need to say... Uh, this is what happens. And I know people that have been assaulted and raped in Los Angeles by um, non-Americans. We'll just leave it at that. And nothing happens. There's no police report. you know. And if there is a police report, there's an eight-month backlog on rape kits. And then when they finally get to it, nothing happens. And the brave girl that actually went to the hospital and went to the police covered in bruises and cuts and come from a gang rape uh, there is no justice. And you do that enough, and that's when you get a rise of uh, nationalism. That's all a Nazi is, by the way. And it's inevitable. If people don't start respecting the rule of law, you will get hyper-nationalists. If people uh, keep going down the mob rule thing and everyone is a racist and borders don't matter and your culture is garbage and all this stuff, if you go down that road, you are creating an environment where actual Nazis will start being created. And it's, they're, they're not, the monster is, is the, like, I'm a big individualist. I believe in free will, all that stuff, but there is an element of determinism when it comes to environment. And if you create an environment where there is no rule of law, there is no national boundaries, where the, the, the majority population is being shamed by a tiny amount of people nonstop, you will create Nazis. And all a Nazi is is a hyper-nationalist, and that is horrifying. That is, a, that is a horrible environment, but there is no other. If you play it out, if you play out the equation, you know, like right now in Sweden, I think a hyper-nationalist person is completely justified. When you have, when it's illegal to homeschool, when you have to send your kid to a school where they will tell uh, young boys that they're the problem, and that there's no difference between men and women, and uh, that, that their their 14 year old female friend just married an 80 year old, and there's 150,000 general mutilations in a population of what 12 million, uh, and that you're not allowed to even speak of it on Facebook. Like, of course you're going to create that environment. We don't have that in America yet, thank God. That's why any of these hyper nationalists in America, uh, I, I don't think it's justified at all yet. But if it gets to a point where it's Sweden, it's like, of course, that's justified to say, get the fuck out of here. Like, because we don't have if you don't have a rule of law, if you don't have voting, if you don't have justice, 
you'll get mobs. And to fight one mob, you, have, you create another mob. And then before you know it, you just have two awful options. You have um, national socialists, you have Nazis, and you have international socialists. You have communists. Those are the two options. And they're both uh, big government, police state type mentalities, which is the opposite of what I think. So either way, uh, that's, that's a nightmare scenario. And so that's why I'm so desperately doing these. I have fun with these. It's not like it's desperate, but I do live streams every day to a growing audience because I want us to simply keep what we have. Uh, and I understand that a lot of conservatives aren't willing to fight and they can drive some people crazy because the Ben Shapiro's of the world are like, well, do we really want Kanye West? I mean, he's kind of a, of a buffoon. It's like, yeah, Tommy Robinson's far right. It's like, buddy, stop. Like we need cultural leaders. Like the fact Kanye West is the next to Donald Trump, I believe is, was the biggest person on Twitter who said he liked the way Candace Owens thinks. Like take that as a win, you know, take Roseanne Barr as a win her show, despite the fact that she doesn't line up with, with all your beliefs. Uh, take that as a win. You know, you don't have to bash um, people that are in the cultural fight in the culture war. And I get, I get his, his point about Roseanne where he said, well, she's, uh, you know, there were, they had a trans kid in one of the episodes and she's pro-choice. She's basically a, a Hollywood progressive, but voted for Trump. So, uh, you know, that misrepresents conservatives. I'm like, dude, compare it to fucking will and grace, bro. Take the win, move the needle, take the win, move the needle. We don't want to get it to a place where there's zero representation of the majority of the country. And Joe Rogan is a bastion of hope that is now going. And it's not that the majority of the country is going anywhere. The average person still has American values and family values and ideals and uh, market values. And that's not going anywhere. It's just we have no representation in mass media. They keep just getting uh, plucked off. All right, let's keep going here. Oh, yeah, uh, this one. I just thought this was funny. I don't want to get too intense without having humor. <laughs> I, I like to make the humans laugh. When he thought the argument was over and you're at peace, but she's uh, not, and there's just this picture of uh, a cat staring at a sleeping dog. It made me laugh. Uh, so, oh, uh, Shapiro already reported on this, but uh, Healthline says using the medical term vagina is not gender-inclusive language. You use front hole instead. It's imperative for safe sex guides to become more inclusive of LGBTQIA. Oh, they switched I and the A. It used to be AI. Interesting. And non-binary people, the guy states. So it's not vagina. It's front hole. Shapiro already uh, reported on this. And by the way, I, su I support Daily Wire. I support the fact Shapiro exists, and I recommend people listen to his show. But just take it with a grain of salt and understand that his critiques of the culture are coming from, um, you know, a... Uh, a wealthy Los Angeles, born and raised in Los Angeles, Jewish, ultra conservative. So I'm fine. I'm all about those people, but I also think that they don't understand um, many, many other cultures in America. So just take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but he does report the news pretty well. But front hole, it, I mean, the left hates women. Front hole. Whatever happened to like my vagina, my rights or whatever. It's like my vagina. It's like front hole. And that's what's happening in LGBTQIA is, uh, is they're starting to infight, which always happens. Cause you know, 
say what you will about Karl Marx, no one's killed more communists than him because communists kill each other until there's no one left, except for John Lennon singing on a white grand piano. Imagine there's no countries. Yeah, I know. I know that's your plan, you fuck. Anyway, uh, because lesbians are now being called, um, you know, the trans people and the lesbians fucking hate each other because uh, they're arguing over who's really a woman. And it's just it's just madness. It's not even worth talking about anymore. It's gotten so insane. I talked about that a year ago when there was still something that we could culturally do about it. But now it's just just treachery. Oh, this made me laugh. Push button for short speech by PM Trudeau. This is was in Canada, and it's a picture of a uh, a hand warmer or a hand dryer in a bathroom. Uh, that's the thing about Canada and England that I, I think people should understand is they're shit countries filled with some of the coolest, funniest people on the planet. You know, Canada, you couldn't pay me to live in Canada or England. Just garbage countries. But the people are so awesome. You know, it breaks my heart seeing what's happened to Canada and England because... Canadians are hysterically funny. Like someone drew this in the bathroom just to make other dudes laugh. You know, this was in the men's bathroom. You know, that's a dude who wrote that. There's no way a woman, like some women can be funny, but there's no way they're funny. And they're like, I just really want to be funny for a stranger. No, they would just think of that and keep it to themselves. Selfish. Oh, uh, Austin, Texas just added September 18th, Austin, Texas. So we have Houston, uh, Austin, Atlanta, San Antonio, and uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, all for sale at hugepianist.com. Trying to add Tampa, but uh, that one's being a bit difficult, but these ones are definitely in. And Coddington Bear is going to film the whole thing, and Eric Nimmer is going to open, and... uh, uh, flying into Lev into Atlanta so she can, cause she's helped out with so much stuff. It's insane. And, and Israelis, you know, they're like, we want to see the Mickey mouse. <laughs> and, uh, so she's coming in to, uh, come to some of the shows. So a lot of the, the, the OG bears that have been through everything you'll, you can meet and just hang out with. And Coddington has been a, a champion as well. So he's going to come with us and document the whole thing. So it's going to be a blast. And uh, I'm sure Brandon will come down, my merch guy. He's me and Crowder's merch guy, a great dude. We'll get some bears to come for the whole. Well, I want it to be like fish. Like, like back in the day, you know, you go to a fish concert, and then you go to another city, and it's like the same people. It's like 80,000 people just kept going all over the place. And um, I think the bears could be, could be, the, next, could be the comedy fish. it would be hysterical. Oh, there's over 1,700 people listening right now this that's so insane guys that's mind-blowing all right let me uh let me read some of these catch the stream at work tonight smash the like button that's from roy bear yeah hit the like button let's spread this spread this madness the madness of one dude saying what he believes is true uh check out the song tom mcdonald white boy i will thank you tennessee bear i'm speaking of tennessee bear i'm trying to get to uh nashville and memphis but we, we had a limited amount of time. I can't get, I can't be away from the, the, the kids for that long. So I, I, I put out eight days and I asked Amy, I'm like, do you guys want to come? I mean, we can make it work. And she's like, I don't really want to bring our kids to like your shows right now. And we're laughing. She's like, I know they're safe, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, stay, stay safe. Um, 
But so come get tickets now. Atlanta is the one that's closest to being sold out. So if you want to see me in Atlanta, uh, get tickets now. And then uh, Austin is going to be great. Uh, we just add that. And then San Antonio, I, I want to see the Alamo again. Last time I went to the Alamo, I was blown away at how small it was. But, you know, a lot of good history. San Antonio is one of my favorite cities in Texas. We almost lived in the hills out there. There's like these beautiful hills near San Antonio that I've always loved. Just real natural vibe. Uh, trying to add Dallas as well. Uh, and when I'm in Texas, you know, I can, I can pop in with... Uh, and do some more uh, comedy with my buddies. Been a while since I caught you live. Congrats on the new baby. Keep on keeping on. Thank you. Thr- Thrifty Miser Bear just gave me an unbelievably generous super chat. So it's very ironic that your name is Thrifty Miser Bear. Amber. Hey, Owen. Here's my lunch money since I can't eat anything other than basically meat and veggies now. Uh, found out I had celiac disease and lactose intolerant. Well, you know what? As much as I feel bad that, that you have to go through that, that's really healthy, and sometimes it's weird how a disease can wake you up to eating better. You know, like Bert Kreischer, when he looks at his own gut now. Let's take a look at his gut again. It's on a, it's on a billboard. Look at that. Like, he has to look at that and think, you know what? i got to stop eating soy, especially when you lose so much of your cock. Like, when you lose that much girth and you start with nothing, like, you know that Bert Kreischer has no penis. Like, you can tell by his giggles. Like, he's always giggling. You know, like he has that giggle of a dude with like no penis, but he's probably cool with it. He's probably just, just, uh, he thinks it's funny. I bet that he has no cock, but if you're going to, uh, if you're going to eat that much soy when your cock is already that small, it's going to get so thin. It's just going to get so small and you're going to lose your pubes and, uh, but you just can't stop. You just can't stop munching on those soybeans just all day long, you know? I wonder if he mainlines soy with a little soy spoon. He's probably got a little soy spoon because the, ever since California outlawed plastic straws, they can't snort soy anymore. So now they're going to just start in, injecting it into, uh, into their bloodstream. So their cocks just fall right off their body. So they have a, a smooth genitalia like a Ken doll. Uh, so sorry to hear that, Amber, but uh, I honestly think it's good for you long term. I wish... Sometimes no, I don't wish this. I take that back before I even said it. But sometimes I I would almost want some sort of uh, barrier to eat eating certain foods, if that makes sense. Because then you just are like almost forced to be such a legend. I remember one part of uh the the headless horseman story that I remember from when I was a kid that Ichabod Crane. Started off being real fat. I don't. I don't know if this is a like a different version, but he got so scared by the headless horseman that he that he never ate meat. He never ate before bed, and that's when he got real thin. I don't know. Did I make that up? Oh, and speaking of stories, I, like I was reading my son the one of his favorite books is just because of the pictures is called um, the something fish, the rainbow fish or the. It's about a fish with really shiny scales, but it's kind of commie propaganda. So I rewrote it because the whole point of the of the book, and I can just rewrite it as I go. I'm not going to say what the book. I'm not going to say the story anymore. He's getting old enough to understand the, the principles behind it. Where this one fish has all these shiny scales, and the other these little shitty fish are like, "Can I have your scales?" And he's like, "No." And then they won't be his friend. And then he goes to an octopus. And the octopus is like, give up your, give them all one of your scales and then you'll be happy. 
and then he gives them each one of the scales and then they're all happy. That's, that's insane. So I rewrote it. When I read it to my son now, I, uh, I say that the little, the little shitty fish, the hateful little envious fish come up to, uh, the rainbow fish and they're like, give me one of your scales. And he's like, yeah, let's trade something, whether it's goods or a service. You know, you can clean all my seashells in my seashell garden for, for a scale. And so then he does give up his scales, but it's for products. It's not just because someone wants it because then they end up spiting you for it. If people don't work for what they have, they end up becoming even more envious than they started with. It's weird. It's weird how that happens. It's like, if you just give the other little shitty union leader fish, these Saul Linsky fish, your scale for nothing, they don't uh, value it. And then they hate you for it because you had it. You, because they hate you that you're willing to give up something that they need so much to feel whole. So if they work for it, even if it's minimal, because I still follow the storyline that he has, uh, he doesn't have a, you know, he ends with, with only one scale left and everyone has one scale. I'll stick to that storyline. That's just how they got there. It's goods and services. And then the other little shitty fish probably have, has something that the, the shiny fish wants as well. And so it's a win-win. That's, that's a market economy. Yeah. Yeah. Jealousy. It does. There's no end to it. You know, you can give these people all the, um, all the, uh, all, all, you can like, you can give these people all the Netflix specials that they want and they'll never be complete. In fact, it makes them need it more because they're so, um, uncomfortable in their own skin and it doesn't help. There's no helping that. All right. Any more tour dates in Jersey or New York? I might be doing Saranac Lake actually, uh, because I, I vowed to visit my brother as much as humanly possible. So I want to see him in September. So I might do uh Saranac Lake. I might go come back to the place that, uh, that, that, you know, I had all that controversy around because it wasn't the people, it was the institutions, but we're, me and him are going to do, uh, do another show. The brothers are back, baby. Have you ever seen Malinu's final appearance on Joe Rogan experience? Joe Rogan lowballed him hard. Then he went on YouTube show after and went after him viciously. Who, hang on, let me go up to the chat. Who uh, went after Joe viciously? Did Malinu go after Joe or did Joe go after Malinu? Uh, let me know what, what happened with that. Can someone in the chat tell me? Joe went after Malinu. Uh, Joe at Malinu? Really? Oh, interesting. Wow. Well, I, I, I know a lot of, I know some, some stuff about that, that, you know, that bothered me about, about that whole situation. <laughs> but it's not, that's not my story. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to be a gossip. So I'm not even going to uh, comment on that. Joe completely flipped on him. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I saw a little of that to me because this is what I'm not even going to get into it. It's not my story to tell. All right, Samo, we need to address Nathan Larson, the incel king. I don't know who that is, Samo. You got to give me some more dates, bro. Nathan, you're live. No notification. Thanks, YouTube. Yeah, well, somehow there's still 1,700 people here, which is insane for uh, for the fact that, you know, I have 140,000 subscribers that don't, you know, a, a portion get notified so that you can't say that your notifications aren't going out, uh, going out, but, um, not very many. 
what happened with Joe? Rogan is boring. Joe is good at his job. 1700 legends. You have the best commentary around right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, hit the thumbs up, Sh- spread it, share it. I'm I'm banned from Facebook, so I can't even say that my uh, touring dates, I can't even say that on Facebook. So if you guys could spread it for me, that would be huge and uh, recommend the channel, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, people turn on Malanu hard and that's because Malanu is, uh, he reveals abuse very, very well. And uh, he, he freaks people out. That's why it was, it was very surprising to me that those two weren't tight, Joe and Malanu, because they both, back in the day when I used to listen to every Rogan, every minute of every Rogan episode, he, they seemed like they would get along so well because they were, they were both about calling out monsters, you know, which is, uh, I'm all about that. But people get so mad at Malanu. And that, much love to Candace Owens when she was just on Malanu yesterday or the day before and she was like, yeah, people will say you're racist, but I know you're not because I have personal experience with you. I'm telling you right now, I've made some bad calls in the past. I can't really predict um, political runs. It's not my forte. I literally thought Ben Shapiro could potentially be president. There's literally zero chance, and not just because of his height. There's just no chance. Candace Owens, 2024. I'm calling it right now. Candace Owens. Candace Owens. That's all I'm saying. She's fucking legit. Like when she talks, I get real fired up because she's a, she's an American conservative who used to be a liberal and thought her way out of it. So she has a way of thinking that can get her out of, out of holes. She's black and female. So that satisfies the monsters. The, 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 it, 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 it makes it so the fucking insane leftist can't do that stupid argument, you know? Like they could do it to Ben Carson or, or Thomas Sowell a little bit, but it's still even that's a little uncomfortable. But a female black person, whew, try that. Uncle Big Boobs Bear says, love you, but you're nuts. We all know I'm a little nuts. We all know I'm a little nuts, uh, Big Boobs Bear. Why can't Ben win? He's 5'7". Uh, that's just, that's a no-go. And also, uh, I just, I don't know. Maybe he could. I just, for a little while, I thought that he was the guy. But I think he he cross, like culturally he's so tone deaf that um that there's no chance. I mean, Candace Owens is taller than Ben Shapiro, so I mean, no, I think he is five seven. Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro are the same height; they're both five seven. Uh, Sam Cedar goes after JBP. What did someone just say? Candace Owens and you for clicks. Oh yeah, he's a sad guy, man. He's I, I finally did see a little of what he said about me. It's it's so sad. He's not even making like a point. And bear in mind, after Rogan did all that on my last appearance on my son's birthday, like just that insane thing, I still didn't mock him. Like I did a video right after where I was actually backing him and I saw him in the best possible light I could, and I've maintained that as long as I can. But him throwing Alex Jones under the bus is such a pivotal moment for uh, American free speech because Joe Rogan's a powerhouse. His audience is six, seven million strong. And what happened to Alex Jones is a test case for what they can do to more people. And you either kneel or you don't. And someone who is a friend of Alex Jones and is an advocate of free speech, at least what I thought, when, uh, when he didn't back Alex uh, at that point, I'm like, yeah, no. And, and at this point, you guys know I'm not reactionary. It's been months since I've been on Rogan. And 
even with how he handled me and Kurt, I didn't get mad. You know, I'm not as emotionally reactive as people really think. It's not like I don't just freak out like you hurt my feelings. You didn't promote me right. You didn't. No, I I still wanted to see the good in him because I have, you know, one uh, Clips channel, Base Texan uh, did that video that I have. I had battered wife syndrome with Rogan, which is insanely funny. But I have battered wife syndrome with just about everybody that does something good for me. And as I talked about in two episodes ago with my father and mother in my childhood, um, it's a trait I have that if someone does something good for me, I will see past a lot of their negative qualities to a fault. And I'm not saying that is a weird way to compliment myself. Like it literally is a fault. You know, it's like if someone does anything for me, it's really hard for me to, uh, to, to, to bash them. I just, I, I just want to see them for what they, they were when they did that good thing. And, um, and it's not admirable that I do that because I think part of it is because I don't want to face just, I just, sometimes I think it's, it's easier to think that people are good than to understand, um, just how chaotic the world can be. You know, I'd rather just, uh, have people in my life and be like, okay, I know they're good. That's done. You know, I never have to think about their actions again and whatever they do, I'll just, I'll just go with it. It's it, that's easier. I'll tell you that, but it's wrong. And it, and it, and it opens up that door in your own heart to be able to do that. All right, Mr. Big Bear, come to Northern California. We're not the same as the rest of Cali. Chico, Redding, anything North of SAC welcomes you. Keep on keeping on. Dude, there's more Republicans in California than any other state. You know that? It's uh, the whole state is awesome, except for the Los Angeles and San Francisco. Even San Diego is sweet. It's a military uh, city. And Sacramento is great. I've had great shows in Sacramento. I've, uh, I would love to do more California. I would, I would love to come back to Orange County. Orange County has some awesome people in it. LA has awesome people in it. That's the thing. I have, I have more fans in Los Angeles than I do in like, you know, some of these like more red cities because, uh, there's just so many more people there. And the fact that a small amount of insane people control all the government doesn't mean that those other people aren't there and they're being repressed and they need to laugh bad. This is a joke I read that I thought you'd like, what does a vegan cat and a transgender baby have in common? Oh, I I, I saw this joke. Uh, who's making the decisions for them? Totally. Yeah. Lucas, movie bear here. Use the honey to buy your family something nice. I run a podcast called Sons of Liberty, and I was hoping you could be, do a guest spot sometime. I'd love to. It sounds like a great title. And thank you for the uh, super chat. I just did uh, Lions of Liberty yesterday, so that just came out. Uh, that dude's cool. And he's, he's asked me like 100 times, and it's not because I was dodging him. It literally is my email gets flooded, and uh, he was very... The persistent people are the ones that I can always get back to that don't get angry, that are just like, how about Monday? How about Thursday? How about Monday? You know, I finally, because I want to, I just forget. I have so much shit going on. Outlaw Bear, coming in hot. Back after a while, happy to hear the big bear. Going through my time of major growth right now. Just finished alcoholism treatment. Nice, buddy. Long road ahead. Many of your rants helped me to realize I needed to speak, to seek help and better myself. Thanks for what you do. I got your back. Let me know if you ever want to talk. Speak, speak the truth. You're only sick as your secrets. Um, good luck to you, man, because that's, that's a tough road. You're, you're an alcoholic the rest of your life. My, my grandfather was a dry 
alcoholic for most of my mother's life. And uh, that's why he became a security guard at night because uh, his hands would shake so bad when he wouldn't drink. He would drink a bottle, like a full bottle of whiskey every day. And then he got the shakes for the rest of his life, but he did it. And, uh, you know, higher power, only sick as your secrets. Just fucking rock it out, Law Bear. I believe in you, man. Um, just know, it's, a, it's a daily fight, and uh, we got your back if you ever want to talk. Field of Bears on Gab uh, at Refield, R-E-F-I-E-L-D on Gab for your daily reminders, dudes. Did you tell your brother about the ticks? Now, my brother just got over the ticks, so uh, I don't want to bring it back to him. My brother like hates ticks so much. So, like we'll do because he's a tree guy, so we'll do trees all day, and then we do tick checks for like twenty minutes. And he's always thinking about ticks, and he would talk about ticks all the time. Uh, and he's kind of over that now, like just for like the last few months, or at least he tells me that. So I try not to uh, to stoke the tick fear in him, you know, because he'll be up a hundred foot, half dead pine. And that isn't what scares them. What scares them is ticks. <laughs> All right, this is Jay. What's up, Big Bear? Can you please, uh, please jam some Nirvana today? Also, I'm convinced that Alex Jones is Bill Hicks. Uh, Nirvana. Rape me. I'll play rape me in a bit. When Jimmy Dore was on Joe Rogan Experience, Joe said Jimmy spitting on Alex Jones was a good move. I thought Joe was friends with Alex and you. I've lost respect for Joe. Uh, yeah, he's... I mean, what is... It's alliances or not friendships. And he spelled respect with an I. That's funny. That's making fun of uh, Al Sharpton. Hilarious. Yeah. Jimmy spitting on Alex Jones is a good move. It's crazy. It's crazy how these people were, were going after Alex Jones nonstop. And, uh, and then once he got dis- disbanded, like once he got deplatformed, they could just be like, yeah, kind of sucks what happened to Alex. You know, it's like you were spitting on him in public. Like, what the fuck, man? And I actually respect Jimmy Dore in a way. Because I, I think Jimmy Dore says what he believes, which is usually what I like. And I disagree with his politics. And him spitting on Alex Jones was a bitch move. But there's something kind of rock star about Jimmy Dore. And I know a lot of you guys will disagree with me. But I, I, he's like one of the few leftists that I'm like, he believes it. I don't think he, like, he has so much hatred for corporations and Hillary Clinton and shit. I just think he has the wrong um, policy, but I think that he actually believes what he's saying. And that's why I like, uh, sometimes I like listening to uh, uh, Vox Day, who's a full-blown alt-right guy. Uh, I don't agree with 90% of what he believes, but he, he's not lying. And I would take someone not lying. Like, I'll listen to Jimmy Dore, who's a full-blown leftist. Uh before I'd listen to like, he gets me less angry than Rogan does sometimes to be honest with you, because he doesn't lie like that. He does like, he doesn't say shit where I'm just like, Oh God, I want to know everyone's perspective. I wanted to know what, um, what nationalists really felt in America. And I'm kind of a nationalist in a sense. I believe in strong borders, but I just think that that's patriotism. I think there's a, I think that that's one of those word tricks that I don't fully understand yet. And it's, it's one of those word traps where nationalists have told me I'm a nationalist and non-nationalists have told me I'm not a nationalist for the same fucking opinion. So I don't really understand what it means. I think it's, it's, it's like Zionism where it's one of those like trick words 
where it means such different, or like feminism, where it means so many different things to so many different people that I don't know how to even discuss it. But there's no value in people saying what they don't believe. Like I will listen to anybody that I don't think is lying. Cause if someone's lying, you never know what they're like, what they're saying. Like it doesn't bring you value to help hone your uh, views and you got to listen to communists and nationalists and uh, anarcho-capitalists and libertarians and conservatives and people that don't care about politics or economics. You know, like when you get it all together, it's like echoes. It's like sonar that can start seeing an object based on the bouncing. And if you just plug your ears and don't listen to a certain worldview, you're, you're not allowing uh, the understanding. And I like if I didn't listen to some of these more alt-right guys, I wouldn't even know what their argument was. Like, for example, when Unite the Right was first coming out recently, I didn't know what it was. That's how cut off I was. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to listen. Not that some of these guys are associated with that, but I, like when someone first brought it up, I was like, oh, that could be cool. I don't know what it is. I had no idea that was the same people as Charlottesville. I didn't I literally had no fucking idea what it was. It just sounds it sounded fun. I don't have any idea what alt-right even means. You know, I didn't know any of their arguments um, or what's the purpose of it or anything. So, so I, I studied it. I listened to it. I, I tried to understand it. That's why I was a World War II history major focused on um, authoritarian governments. Because when you he- first hear about Hitler and Stalin, you don't know how that can happen. I don't know how it happens. The Weimar Republic, the Treaty of Versailles. You know, Tsar Nicholas II and then the overthrow and World War One and the ca- casualties Russia took, uh, you know, because they're, they have giant plumes on their heads and, a, and they're on horseback. Well the, well, the enemy has mustard gas, you know, like these things. Uh, and then the ideological contagion of Lenin and Marx. And like it, you don't like the monster is the end. The monster, you, there's nothing you can do about the monster. The monster is created long before um, you, you ever see the monster. And it's, uh, and that's what I became fascinated with. And so if you don't understand where all these people are coming from, you don't know how to defend yourself. And, uh, right now there really isn't monsters yet. And some people would say, well, there, there's monsters or, you know, you got, you got this bitch who says she's a native American and then you got the fucking Bernie Sanders. They're not, they're, they're still useful idiots. We don't have monsters yet. We're still live action role playing monsters. We're still saying that that uh, comedian Owen Benjamin's a racist and uh, uh, black female Candace Owens is a white supremacist. Like Bernie Sanders would probably vomit if he saw what his policies would would do. You know, he's just this uh, this greedy little man who wants more money and he can't work and he's just a cuck. But he's not a monster. He's a useful idiot. The monster is 20 years away and most people have, have no idea what that looks like. So I, but I know how that happens. There is an argument for extreme Nazi nationalism. If there's no rule of law, the majority population is being hammered by a tiny group of people and you have uh, open borders and you're threatened. So how about we don't let that happen so that Nazism isn't a valid argument? You know, and there is a valid argument for communism when you have a giant um, generation of people in student debt that have no skills, have no hope, no belief system, were raised by parents that were spending their children's money 
with um with with uh national debt so they can get more chia pets if you put people in that position they're going to want free shit because they've been raised by institutions they don't know how to survive uh so how about we give people purpose how about we let people see that their individual will that they have a soul that they have free will that you can climb your way out of darkness that you have a heart and a mind and that the family is the way out that that believe in god believe that god uh, you know, has a purpose. Cause if you give people this Sam Harris atheist, what do you mean by truth horse shit? Communism is a valid choice. If there is no right or wrong in the world and you have no soul and everything is determined by chemical reactions that you have no control over, why wouldn't you be a communist? Like if you really thought it through, like we don't like, I'm guessing most people listening right now are on board with me that we, we know socialism ends in starvation and genocide, right? But that's because we believe what we believe. Imagine if you believe, and, and there's a bunch of atheists that also believe in what we believe, but now add it all together. So you have atheist, determinist, in debt with no skills. You're 20 and you think you're, you've been robbed, right? The, the media has convinced you that you should live a life of permanent envy, permanent victimhood. You have no skills. You have a distant relationship with your parents. You were, you were raised by institutions because your mom thought that um, working was her way into uh, feminism. You graduate college with no skills, tons of debt that you can't uh, go bankrupt on. You can't, you can't, there's no bankruptcy for student debt. You can buy a yacht and declare bankruptcy, but you can't educate yourself and declare bankruptcy. It's a crime. So... They're given this world worth no God, where Christmas becomes Xmas, you know, where you're laughed at if you think that there's truly good and evil, that, that you don't think children are protected, that children can be the toy, the playthings of the rich, that, that there's an aristocracy that's now being created where, you know, people aren't, um, there's no justice for Hillary Clinton, there's no justice for the bankers, there's no justice. So what do you want? You just want free shit. You just become this envious, needy blob. All right, so that's how that happens. So let's not let that happen. I'll give you how nationalism happens. You start. You live in a world where, where um, being taken over by atheists, borderless, uh, nihilistic uh, victim junkies, and you, 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 you start off by voting for Mitt Romney, and you think, oh, you know, these are the beliefs that I believe in, and. He just backs down and they keep backing down like the Weimar Republic, just backing down, backing down. And, and you keep seeing the Overton window move and move and move. And every generation gets worse. You know, in the 60s, you know, you have the, the welfare state. And then the 70s, you have Roe Ro versus Wade. And then the 80s and the, uh, there's a little there's a brief uh, pause with Reagan. And then the 90s, you have Clinton, uh, you know, uh, North American free trade and and all this shit just keeps building. And the debt keeps growing and the Patriot Act and then all this never ending war and all this shit. And you're like, how the fuck do we stop these people? How do we make a, a wall? How do we keep our kids safe? How do we keep our way of life? How do we make it so multiculturalism isn't the goal and that having everybody on the street believing all different shit and you don't know who your neighbors are and, and you are seen as a second class citizen, even though your people, your, your family came here in 1710 as a slave, as an Irish slave. It's like, that's what creates that monster. And how do you not see that? How do you, and and they they'll throw away what they were originally fighting for, which is American freedom, American liberty, American constitutional rights. You know, when you said when you start mixing in race, when you start mixing in, um, you know, 
just just a police state like that when you start taking away uh international free trade and shit like that you, you start becoming what you originally hated but can you not see how that happens can you not see how good people become nationalists how good people can become socialists it's like it's obvious and and once the monster's out that that it's too late to fight the monster the monster's there it's you fight it now now is the easiest time on earth to fight this you know, and when you see nonsense, when they say you can't say this word, say the word. When they say you can't say this, say that thing. Don't change your fundamental beliefs. Don't change who you are. Don't change your ethics. But but just do not kneel. Never kneel. When you kneel, you never get up. All right. Good times. All right. Can can I get you a custom Kekistan soccer jersey? If yes, name on back plus number plus size. Could you play out of touch by Hall and Oates? Verify Smiling Bercher, please. Welcome, Smiling Bercher. And uh, yeah, get me a Kekistan soccer jersey. It's uh, probably double XL if it's a jersey. And just have uh, Big Bear, have the number 01, because that's my name. Zero 01, just 01. Ha ha ha. And I don't know the Hall and Oates song, but uh, welcome to the Unbearables. Love you, Big Bear. Bad news. Hops are estrogenetic, so the, be- the beer gut is the same as soy bloat. Universal Health Bear. That's a bummer. <laughs> hops. Uh, sometimes I need to have a little hops because my cock gets too big. All right. Where am I? I just missed it. Oh, I emailed you about South Africa. Thank you. Anytime, Yo-Yo Bear. I haven't done anything yet, but thank me when we save somebody. Hey, Owen, love you. I was wondering, what does Crowder really think about Alex Jones? I know he has been friendly in the past, but lately I worry he's, he is leaning Shapiro. I don't speak for my friends. So that all, all I'm, I will tell you this, Crowder doesn't lie, and Crowder's the real deal. So uh, I'm not going to speak for my friends on that. Uh, Philly Knife and Tool. Thank you, buddy. It isn't even the front hole. The urethra is. They must now call my ween the donkey hose. <laughs> That's hilarious, bare bones. Do you see yourself coming to Boston ever soon? Yeah, absolutely. I'll need a venue, though, that won't cancel on me. Fletcher on Betty. Thank you. Jake, love you, Owen. You going to respond to Sam Cedar? No, no. That's like responding to homeless people. They're like, my mom's on the moon. My mom's on the moon. You don't have to be like, listen, I have to do a public announcement that your mom is not, in fact, on the moon, you schizophrenic donkey. <laughs> uh, why is Shapiro so giddy when Trump has bad days? Very good question. And Trump, it's so funny. What's happening to Trump isn't even a big deal. Like what happened? Okay, the media is like, the nation of Russia colluded to overthrow Hillary and put in their own uh, fucking, what's the name of that? That something candidate. Oh man, they did a whole movie about it. What's it called? The something candidate. It's a, it's a strip of land in China. What's the name of that? That strip of land in China? Manchurian candidate. So Vladimir Putin and, and is the puppet master and Trump is the puppet. It's like, do you have any, uh, do you have any uh, proof? They're like, give us 400 days of nonstop reporting and millions of tax dollars spent researching. And then 400 days later, they're like, we have proof that he had sex with a porn star eight years ago while watching Shark Tank. Case closed. And they're like, well, that isn't really illegal. And isn't the left the people that say that you're not allowed to judge anything in a bedroom? And they're like, wait for it. You know his lawyer that we've trashed nonstop on Netflix all the time saying he's a liar and like a crime boss and all this stuff? Well, he claims that the way Trump paid her money was bad. 
Case closed. And the left is like, no way. Case closed. It's fucking stupid. And people are like, well, you know, Bill Clinton, it was just he lied to the people. And that, no, Bill Clinton fucked a young girl in his office. And uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, valid rape accusations. Like he was a rapist. And he put a cigar in a, in a woman's front hole that worked for him in the very... If you fuck a girl at the DMV, you get fired. So it's, it's way, 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 way not as bad. Uh, and so basically it's, it's simply it. And by the way, what he did is legal. It's how he paid her like through his lawyer. And then he paid his lawyer, which there's a loophole there. Oops. No one gives a fuck. Hillary Clinton deleted 30,000 emails and was responsible for like many deaths. Like she's on record slut shaming people that her husband raped. It just doesn't matter. And then, yeah, Shapiro is, is, I think he just hates Trump, you know? So he gets giddy when, when Trump, because I think in Shapiro's mind, the best case scenario is Trump gets impeached. Um, Mike Pence is in there a little longer and Shapiro can be like, yeah, Mike Pence, no way. It's fucking great. And then uh, 2020 thinks that some like ultra conservative is going to win. It'll never happen. Conservatives can't beat leftists. You have to have a little bit of that Scottish fire in you. That reality show fucking mania to, to beat a leftist. Because if you play if you play conservative and the leftists play leftists, you're going to lose because conservatives can't stand being called names. Like if you just call if you just call um, a conservative a name, if you're like, well, you're a racist, they're like, well, I I I have to re- retire and think this over, and I am not. I mean, I am I'm the number one attacked person on the internet and and from by the alt-right i disavow them i disavow them it's like dude you were on bill maher bro bill maher said it was okay to fuck a 14 year old on camera he said that he said that it was okay to fuck a 14 year old on camera on his show the alt-right although their 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 policies in my opinion which i do believe is accurate are dumb i think that it's another form of socialism which is bad that being said, Bill Maher said it was okay to fuck a 14-year-old. Like, it's all, it's, it's over for that dude. For Shapiro is, is it, it's over for that dude. I mean, he's always going to have fans. I'll still listen to him. He's a great news source, and he makes me laugh a lot. But he's made some horrible mistakes when it comes to cultural stuff. When he, he keeps saying he wants to be on The View, but yet Candace Owens shouldn't do Stefan Molyneux's show or Alex Jones's show. The View. The view is a den of thieves and liars and murderers. And we all know that. All right. The left infighting and eating itself is not the left failing. It's how they determine which group is most fit to rule. Great, great call, Adam Smith. And what a wonderful name, Adam Smith. Yeah, the right keeps thinking that they're going to eat themselves and die. No, they're, they're figuring out which cockroach is low enough to eat the most shit. That's all they're doing. It's not It's not like they're going to eat themselves. Like when people keep saying, uh, oh, the left is, is eating itself. No, it's not. It's playing king of the mountain over who's the lowest. It's king of the valley. And they'll figure it out. They'll figure out which cockroach can survive the most amount of shit thrown on it. And that's what's going to fucking win. And Trump has a little bit of that. And that's why he won. And if you don't understand that you need a little bit of the poison as the antidote, you know, you need a little bit of the disease to beat the disease. 
that's that's what it is. You know that 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 Trump has just enough left in him to beat them. Will you play the song Mama Tried? Hell yeah, Bear. I miss you, by the way. I haven't seen you in a while. Peterson exploits his daughter, normalizes autoimmune disease to run cover for the vaccines that cause them. I know nothing about the vaccine thing. And people have told me to look into it. And the internet is filled with so many rabbit holes that I'm just being honest. I, I can't have an opinion on it. Because some people I respect dearly have told me that um, vaccines cause a lot of these problems. And some other people I respect and know way more about me than this shit have told me that it's absolutely necessary to, uh, to fight disease. I can't find sources that I, 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 um, I trust. So I'm just, I don't fucking know what it is. Do you believe America will win the culture war? Americana. I don't know what throwing an A on the end means. Americana. Do you believe Americana will win the culture war? I, I don't know at this point. I have no idea. Um, and I don't know if Peterson uses his daughter to normalize autoimmune. I think he, I've listened to almost everything he's ever done and I've only heard him talk about his daughter, maybe 1% of the time. So I think I use the fact my wife's Hispanic more than he uses his daughter. I'm like, my wife's Hispanic. So I, I can say nigger. <laughs> Just kidding. But I really have done that. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Do you believe I, I hope, I hope that just American freedom wins, you know, Owen, get guests on a better alternative than JRE. I, uh, I don't know how to do that. I'm in the middle of the woods. I don't live in Los Angeles, but I, when I just did lines of Liberty yesterday, we used the zoom thing, which it's easy to record. It's a better program than Skype. And I think that I am very close to being able to have guests on a lot easier. So, um, that's definitely coming soon. Hey, Big Bear, can you tell me the chords to play Soy Boy song? I want to make a metal version. Yeah, with your permission. Of course, dude. By the way, if you like any of my shit, cut it up and upload it. I love it. Spread the, spread the word. All right, so Soy Boy is G. There's a man who's afraid of B minor, B minor, uh, and then C. Fact, his balls never got hairy. D. And then the chorus is E minor. He's a Soy Boy. C major. He's so annoyed. G major. He's a soy boy. D major. He feels no joy. E minor. Weak chin and soft hands and a lot of demands. He's got memory glands. Repeat. Cat is trans because of all that soy. He's a soy boy. His, his opinions are soy. He's soy sized He's a soy showist. And he's always pissed at a soylent ween. Just like Charlie Sheen. He's a soy boy. I hate rainbow fish, communist propaganda that replaced a little red hen. I, I want, by Christmas, I will have a bunch of uh, children's books to sell. Nathan Larson is running for Congress. He's evil. I don't know who that is, but I do, who, I do know who is running for Congress. And that is, let me add this image. Our old friend. Where is he? There he is. Gun control activist David Hogg announces he'll run for Congress. There's a reason that I got so much heat for uh, mocking David Hogg. They're setting him up for political office because being a victim of a mass shooting sure does mean that you're good at leadership. Oh, wait. Keeping you, Owen, long overdue request to be verified as the Awe Bear. Welcome, Awe Bear. Always sending lots of love 
from a few hours north. Sweet, buddy. Welcome, and thanks for that super chat. It's very generous. Mustard Bear, have you followed the extent of human trafficking that is covered by the International Tribunal for Natural Justice? Highly recommend. I have not, but that sounds really intense. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on here. And that's one reason why the leftists want open borders. It's easier to traffic children. And that sounds paranoid. That's fucking true. I mean, the depravity of these people is, is tough to fathom. Hey, Big Bear, just picked up my tickets for Austin. Finally, a good reason to only work an eight-hour day for a change. Four teens suck. Here's a little honey for you, uh, for your kid's Bible or two. Much love, man. I think I might have 10 Bibles right now that I'm unpacking from people that have sent me Bibles. So I appreciate that. Um, You're the man. Austin. Yeah, so we're doing Austin. A lot of the shows are on weeknights, but they're at 8 o'clock. So hopefully you can still work and be in bed at a decent hour. Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, West Palm Beach, Florida. That's what we have right now. And we hopefully we're adding Dallas and Tampa, but it's getting too close. I have to have time to sell tickets because I can't even advertise where I'm going because of the fucking swarms. Candace kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I love her message. Well, I love what you do, Big Bear. Yeah, you know, she can be like that one Ruben she had. She sounded a little bitchy, even though she was right. But uh, I love her. Well, I think she's awesome. Uh, Bear Book Club, great idea, but I, I need someone else to handle it. I'm I'm still just trying to stay afloat in my own little world. Good to catch you again. Too much content with you, Crowder, Gavin Shapiro, Stefan, Matt Christensen. Uh, too much good content with you. Yeah, those are all great, great uh, shows to listen to. Christensen's great. Gavin's great. Uh, awesome. I mean, Crowder's obviously great. Uh, Shapiro's got a great show. He's just culturally deaf. What did Rogan say about Alex Jones? I'm out of the loop for the last week. Thanks for your time. Just go listen to it. It's uh, it's it's pretty pretty eye opening. And uh, I saw your OKC show has gone from your site. My husband and I saw you at a night for freedom, and we'd love to see you again, preferably on a weekend. But I don't want to push our luck. Much love. Yeah, the the OKC show was uh, at a college that I was uh, renting, and they were being shady. And colleges are fucking a train wreck. So I uh, I bailed on it. I uh, I said I I I bailed on it. I I want to do OKC bad, but I don't want to have to. Um, I don't want to have to cancel uh, a show. I've done, you know, eight eight different seven, either seven or eight venues last year, almost in a row, canceled on me the day before my show, and so I ain't no victim, y'all. I'm not gonna make any of the mistakes that led to that road again, and so if that happens again which the odds are much, much lower at this point. It isn't because of the last reasons, which is because I thought that, you know, colleges are all about art, art, especially if I pay them $2,000 to rent a room. Like, of course, they're going to want that money. I mean, it is a college. They can't be wealthy. There's no way they're being backed by corporations or the government, right? Ha ha Where do you find your motivation? Yours seems endless and I'm running on empty. Well, I get really tired. I went to bed last night at like nine. I get really, I, I lose, I lose steam a lot. I haven't been working out as much as I want to. I just set up my, uh, my heavy bag though. A lot of coffee. I try to eat right. And, uh, you know, probably a lot of emotional emptiness. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, probably things from my childhood that I just want to, uh, exercise, excise. 
I was a ba- I was in a bad place last night until Bookworm Benny. I imagine him reading uh, Dog Pound Archipelago and Black Rottweilers, White Labradoodle, White White Labradoodles. Yeah, if you guys check out my Instagram, me and Amy, uh, we always get a few hours together at night after the kids are in bed, and we have we have we really have a blast, man. I'm so lucky. Uh, we have just such a fun marriage, but we put these little uh, glasses on our dog Benny. And we just kept laughing that he was Angela Lansbury. He's bookworm Benny. And it's on my Instagram if you want to check it out. Smart cities pushed by UN will cause micro apartment city living, welfare state, and total subservience. I can't, I can't even wrap my brain around that, but you sound that sounds pretty valid. Just a friendly reminder that free market capitalism usually results in buffets and everyone getting pregnant. That's a good point, hardware bear. And socialism ends in starvation and genocide. You should check out Chris Hedges, has a genuine anti-war leftist intellect who is not a hack. Sweet. Yeah, because the left is no longer anti-war, which is, was one of their only saving graces back in the day. And now they're just, they're war hawk, judgy, fucking trans, gay. Amber said, Owen, what happened to Sven Computer? LOL. Well, that's, that's not my story to tell, man. Not my story to tell. But all I will say is... uh. Crowder's show is still crushing, and uh, it's only going to get better. But that is not my story to tell. Uh, Ethan Isaac, the thing that sets the American Christian apart from all others on earth is that he will die on his feet before live, he lives on his knees. George Washington, that's awesome. That's why they're trying to import people that are like, I'd rather live on my knees. Just got fired from my job today. Bad effing day, Big Bear. I'm sorry, Benevolent Tyrant. Let me know uh, where you're at. We can send out a tweet or something to see if we can get you a job. Pound me, pound me again, pound me, my friend. Oh, about rape me? Thank you, Bear Knuckles. My degree is cell and molecular biology vaccines are necessary, but also big money, ergo, exploited. You are right to be thoughtful. Cookie Bear. Yeah, like I, I know that, that, that vaccines are good. It's just the current ones, uh, I'm sure there's exploitation and there's side effects that, that uh, p- people aren't addressing. I'm sure that the truth is somewhere in the middle. I know that vaccines are, are, are miraculous, you know, for getting rid of a lot of the diseases that plagued my grandparents' generation. Imagine just like randomly ending up in a, in a wheelchair, just polio, just, but that being said, something's going on. Something's fishy with them. You know, there is, but there's, I don't really know how, uh, to figure it out. I don't know what it is. All right, you need to contact me. This is really important. Please see this is an olive branch. This is Dr. Bear. I have some pertinent information you need to hear. And then he has his phone number. Ah, that sounds wicked sketchy to me, Dr. Bear. Just say just say what it is that you want to tell me. Just say it in the chat. It's fine. Just say it. I, I'm not calling you, man. I'm sorry. I just, it's just not going to happen. Email me. Why don't they laugh at gmail.com? And for obvious reasons, I, I'm not going to call. It just isn't. I, I I don't even like clicking on links. Uh, sketchy shit he doesn't need. Like what kind of, just tell me what it is. Just say it in the chat. Just say it in front of everybody. I don't give a fuck. Doctor more like stalker bear, LOL. He will be hunted down by the men. Uh, just say what it is. Uh, people know Rogan just went live or what people that know Rogan just went live or watching him. 
Well, we did, we're still at almost 1,700. That's pretty hilarious. We didn't lose anybody. Dr. Barrett, tell me what the fuck you're talking about. You sound insane, but email it to why didn't they laugh at gmail.com. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I was saying Owen Benjamin doesn't need sketchy shit. Yeah, I know. Is he concerned with my front hole? Dr. Bear, just say it. Just, you can say it in front of anybody. Jay Kemp, oh, he's, just say it. Everybody's on board. There are no secrets here. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's keep going here. Can you play Summer of 1869? Yeah, I'll play that while Dr. Bear sends me something. Dr. Bear, send it right now as I play Summer of 1869. Uh, let me open this up. There we go. All right. Still nothing. He hasn't sent me anything. I made my first real black friend. We were working in a mine. He was cool, but I think he gave me typhoid. Was the summer of 1869. Me and some guys from church got the flu, so most of us died. I needed milk, so I took my horse a hundred miles. It was a pretty bumpy ride, yeah. When I look back now, the Civil War seemed to last forever. We weren't given a choice. They made me fucking kill my brother. But those were the best days of our lives. Oh, yeah. Back in the summer of 1869, we were, we were all retarded from lead poisoning. My mom had her 10th kid by 15. Dad only had one hand. He died. An Indian killed him in April And that's when the government store land When I look back now I probably shouldn't have been kicked by a horse Who, who the fuck are you? Alright, that's the whole thing What's the pertinent information? The only reason I care is because I have a family And I just always need to know what the fuck people are talking about uh, hey, Dulev, why are you hiding Jay Kemp? I need to know what the hell he's saying. Hang on, Dulev. I'm not on my computer. Anyone who wants peel box. What the hell is Jay Kemp saying? I need to know what the fuck he's talking about. When you have a family and someone says it's pertinent information, I need to know what the hell they're talking about. It's not about me. Uh, Jay Kemp, Nimmer lied about his military career. No, he didn't. That's, that's absolutely not true. Dude, these people have been saying that for like, a long time and that's not they were trying to prove that they're, they're literally like the russia collusion guys <laughs> an olive branch jay kemp dr bear you guys are part of a tiny little crew of of once bears i should write a whole children's story about you guys that broke off and became complete psychopaths and have trolled me and my family and my life for months and months and months and you just make up lies and i never imagined that people could be so gross and and horrifying Bad bears. Yeah, there was like four of them total too. And they're like sometimes when you see like uh um just I upload a video of like my kid being really funny and someone's like says something really disgusting and 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 someone's like who are the three people that could possibly thumbs down this? It's those guys. 
And uh, and they're always talking shit about Nimmer because um, I don't even want to get in. I don't even want to talk about these people. They're just so fucking dis- gross. And to see that happen to people that once considered themselves bears is because the bear bears hit. They bat like nine ninety. Like the people that are gravitated towards this crew have. I mean, Dolev, Coddington, Overton, Windex, all those dudes. They've been here since day one. You know, uh, Kiwi Bear. Um, Shaniqua O'Toole, like all these people, they were with me from the very beginning. So the odds a bear goes bad is really low, but when it does happen, it's so disturbing, man. And it's like, we have a dossier. It's like, no, the fuck you don't. From the very beginning, Dr. Bear, man, it's so fucking dumb. That dude lives around here too. Uh, Philly Knife and Tool, Owen Benjamin, what color handles do you want for the machete and knife combo we emailed about yesterday? My damn super chat is acting up again. Oh, thank you. Surprise me, bro. Use your artistic uh, choices. Meat Cutter Bear. You're the, d- dude, make it, make it, just make it, man. To the bear saying Kekistan is white nationalist, it's Sargon parody of identitarianism. See the jersey design on my mind, smiling archer. Dude, they think that free market economics is white nationalist. They think a meritocracy is white nationalist. They think marriage is white nationalist. It's it's retarded. Don't who gives a fuck? That's why I tried to uh, Nimmer Nimmer's had four tours. I know people that Nimmer's served with. Like Nimmer Nimmer's one of the most solid good human beings I've ever known in my life who's had my back and talk about who your real friends are when people are like, why would you throw Rogan under the bus? I'm not. I'm not, like, and by the way, I barely know the guy compared to Nimmer. When I'm, when I'm getting crushed, that's when Nimmer will step up because Nimmer's the real fucking deal, man. And these people hate good. Evil hates good. Evil can't stand good exists. And Nimmer's good. And it's like... And the dude is on point all the time. Just on fucking point. He never lets me down. He never, he always crushes. He's always there. He's just a good fucking dude, man. All right. To the, um, have you heard of the 40 plus people that have gone missing in Iowa in a month? No. Who are they? That sounds pretty intense. Huh. Nimmer's never going to give me up. He's never going to let me down. Nimmer does seem like a legend. Yeah, he is. And he may hate white people. I've, I've, I've accepted that. There's a chance that Nimmer hate <laughs> that, that he's dying for a race war. Listen, there's a chance that he, you know, hates white people. But that being said, uh, it's, he's fairly open about it and uh, it's all good. If there was a race war, there'd be a real bittersweet shootout with me and Nimmer. But uh, other than that, it's all good. Hopefully, we never get to that point. All right. Can I send you a Book of Mormon? Sure. Yeah, I've never read the Book of Mormon. I have the Book of Mormon uh, autographed by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, though. I got to hang that on my wall. Uh, I've never seen the the play, but I did this event for those guys, and uh, they gave me that, which is pretty fucking cool. When I said motivation, I mean the thing that drives you. What makes you push through? You have serious forces working against you. I need to tap into that motivation again. Uh, the belief in good and evil. Uh, my children. Um, not, not allowing myself to be a victim. Being terrified of being ungrateful. 
I, th- I have a, a, a real terror of being ungrateful that I don't give into. I don't give into um, the dark forces of, of um, becoming an ingrate, not, not appreciating what I have, not appreciating the things that I, that I will have in the future and have had in the past, because that's in there. You know, when you see, when you see when people, uh, their careers are so damn easy, you know, Bert Kreischer just has to take off his shirt and he'll get another half a million dollars from Netflix and a billboard and, and, um, no one ever bans him from any clubs. No agent will drop him. No manager will drop him. And all he does is take off his shirt and just be like, I'm a fat fuck. Look at me. I'll say whatever you want. Uh, it's easy sometimes to be like, man, I, I've had a rough road. But that's I, I'm terrified of that because I, I know I'll lose my joy if I just uh, if I allow myself to think like a victim. And I, I've had this mentality my whole life. I mean, ever since I was a kid. What, listen to the podcast I did recently called uh, Two Roads Diverge, I believe I called it, about the moment in your life when you experience trauma. And everyone experiences trauma, and you decide, do you either uh, become a permanent victim or do you fight and do you value what you have and you just go forward? And I think if I stopped fighting, I would um, potentially be very depressed and uh, darkness could, could consume me. And I, 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 I can't let that happen. There's too many people that rely on me and I, I value life and I value, you know, my soul, good and evil, stuff like that. But if I, if I stop fighting, if I, if I kneel, I'm, I'm dead, you know, and I, I'd probably be the one who, who did it. <laughs> and, uh, and I know that, you know, know thyself. Life is uh, carrying a burden. You know, it's, it's fighting. It's the good fight. That's why people keep saying, keep fighting the good fight, big bear. We all fight the good fight. And that's what good is. Good is the refusal to uh, submit to darkness. And that's, and that's what you do every day of your fucking life and never stop because darkness, you know, just don't, don't give into that. Tim vegans support abortion. So does that mean people can eat fetuses according to their diet? I mean, it's, it's completely, uh, it's completely ridiculous. V- like PETA. Like PETA cares more about a panda bear than an unborn human or even a born human. I just want to go panda hunting. I just want to eat one. I don't even want to cook it. I just want to eat it. I want to eat a panda while he's still alive. Um, you should go on Shapiro's show and tell him your issues with him. I'd love to. I'd still hang out with Shapiro. I don't hate Shapiro. I do it. He and by the way, he does this to people all the time. He he talks about how people are. He t- he talks about how like Trump's an idiot and a fool all the time. That's the president of the of the nation who's who's a Republican like him. I would absolutely go on Shapiro's show and then I'd hang out with him after and and I would tell him that I think Sam Harris is gay. Harris is gay. Sam Harris is gay, and that the intellectual dark web is a bunch of gays. It's uh, it's just the gayest thing imaginable. Uh, Shapiro's a lot cooler to hang with than he is sometimes to, uh, to, uh, listen to on his podcast. So it's just infuriating at this point sometimes, uh, but he won't have me on cause I don't have enough power. I don't have enough power. By the way, I get almost as many live stream viewers as he does. And he has millions and millions of dollars of ad advertising. I have zero. I think that's fucking hysterical. I'm not political. I mean, I talk about politics a lot, but it's really cultural. 
Um, I don't hate Ben Shapiro though. So, so that's one reason why I, I was um, I was hesitant to even criticize him because he's done so many fucking ridiculous things uh, all year culturally is because I don't want to open up the floodgates to everyone being like little Ben, coward Ben, chicken hawk Ben. Like people just hate the fucking guy. And I don't want that swarm. That's why I don't like leftists. I just want to be able to say my piece and move on. And, and people, and, and for those people that are like, why do you talk about him all the time? I am live every day. And unlike people that just read a script, I respond to what anyone says to me. Someone throws me a tip. Someone gives me a super chat. Someone throws some honey in the big bears pot. I'll read it. And then I'll talk about it. And, and for some reason that dude, uh, people want me to talk about that dude. So I do. It's not because I give a fuck. I still listen to him. He's a great news source. All right. So, um, Oh, and just FYI, you and the family have an open invitation to my wedding in October. LOL. We may take you up on that. I'm not joking. Me and Amy love weddings. Did you or your brother ever get to check out Larry Sharp running for governor in New York as a libertarian? Dave Smith and Kennedy had him on. I, I hung out with uh, Larry Sharp in um, Omaha at a libertarian conference that they had me come speak at. He's wicked cool, and I really enjoyed his Dave Smith uh, appearance. It was great. You know, I think he has a good idea of uh, the pathology of the state. And he was talking about, you know, the bridges and the tolls and how it could be corporate sponsored. And I think that's a great idea. Instead of like the uh, John F. Kennedy, blah, blah, blah. Just make it like fucking In-N-Out Burger. Have them pay for it so they don't have to charge people $12, $20 each way. It's bullshit. Nimmer's new set. Do... Two one four D's nuts, DD two one four D's nuts. I don't know what that means. A buddy from high school is the cousin of the girl that got killed. He was virtue signaling this morning, saying legal status wasn't a factor or some shit. I can screenshot. It's very tragic. It's very tragic. I don't think that it's good to put a face to tragedy like that to say this girl shouldn't have died. But at the same time, you know, it's it's just sad. You know, we all know that that everyone in America should have legal status because once they commit a crime, it's very, very hard to track them down and, and have justice. And it also is uh, there's millions and millions of people in America right now using our roads and our fucking emergency health care and shit like that that don't pay taxes. And I don't want a, uh, an income tax straight up, but we have one. And that's that's just a fact. Thanks for the passion. Oh, anytime. I just got a boot on my car in Hoboken, New Jersey. Please save me from evil cities. Get out of there. I just texted Dave Smith a picture of my house yesterday. And I was like, because Dave Smith's about to have a baby. God bless Dave Smith. Uh, part of the Problem Podcast. And I was like, buddy, look at my house. I'm like, that, that, that's, that cost less than a, uh, a studio in that shit city you live in. I go, Manhattan is for sneaky Jews and gays. By the way, Dave is Jewish, by the way. I go, Manhattan's for sneaky Jews and gays. Get out. You're a breeder now, son. Get out to the country. Get yourself a farm. And he just said, just laughed a lot. But I'm dead serious. I'm like, buddy, you're about to have a kid. You're a breeder. You get out of that sneaky Jew gay fest. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Dave Smith is more apprehensive of Jews than me, and he's Jewish. I'm the one who's typically defending Jews. He's like, that's so sneaky, that sneaky fed. And I'm like, well, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole a group of people. He's like, I'm the Jew. I know these people. It's wicked funny. 
Uh, but he's got to get out of man because he's going to be such a good dad. It's laughable. It's laughable. You can just tell. Just get out. He's a breeder now, son. Get out of there. New York is not for breeders. Plenty of vegans are pro-life. Um, good to know, Brian. Ha, <laughs> ah, you guys, I just smile. Thank you, Hitman, the one and only. I listen to Shapiro over Ruben any day. He's so far on the fence on every issue. It's poking through the panties. Free marketplace of ideas, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, Ruben. Ruben's less likely to attack people doing good work. Like when uh, Shapiro was just blasting Roseanne, um, you know, Kanye West, uh supporting James Gunn's not being fired fucking all that shit. Like Ruben is less likely to like hammer people, but he's more likely to be like, well, we're having a cut. We're just something really great is happening. (laughs) I, I, you know, I just, um, I like Shapiro's edge. I don't want to see, see what I mean? See that people just want to talk about these dudes. So I will, but I, I don't like fucking, um, gossiping. All right, Owen, check your why don't they laugh. I sent you a message about something you had said yesterday. I will, Fritz. Thank you. What do Jay have to do with get you to do a show in New England? And thank you so much for your words of encouragement. The bears are the best. Hashtag not a cult. I'd love to do New England. You know, I'd love to do old England if they weren't such a fucking gulag. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, Legit cues about Ben by why not talk to him face to face instead of blowing him up on your show. I do hate his garbage human shit, too. People asked me about him. Last time I saw him, which was three weeks ago, I talked to him about the James Gunn thing. Anyone who knows me knows I'm not a shit talker. Every time I talk at any shit about Ben, I always make sure I say, but I'm glad he has a show. Support his shit. There's a lot I like about him. He's a great source for news. I'm not a shit talker at all. And anything I say on this, I would say in person in a fucking heartbeat and everyone knows it. I once walked around the streets of Seattle for 20 minutes, giving everyone I saw the finger to prove that no one would fight me. You think I give a fuck? And I'm pretty fucking nice about these people, by the way. Uh, Ruben, I agree with that. Oh, did you guys, that Freedom Tunes thing is hysterical about Ruben. I agree. I agree. Pandas aren't bears. Someone just said pandas are bears too. No, they're not. They're, they're raccoons. They're raccoons. I don't think Dave Rubin's even gay. I think it's all an. I think it's all just a, a scam. All right. I was gonna play you guys something else. Where is it? Oh, I like to analyze stand up. So, give me a second, and then I'm gonna go. I'm trying to keep it to two hours every day. And yesterday I did a decent job with it. I said I was gonna go, and I did, which is really hard for me. Uh, it was so cool how many people, by the way, sent me stuff about uh, AR yesterday. Like I said, I was going to get an AR-15 with a suppressor and tons of like gun experts were like sending me all this shit about it. It was, it was really heartwarming. All right, hang on. Let me, uh, let me find that video. And I want to show you this because it's a very simple joke on the surface. But there's some real depth to it. It's about the Jungian shadow self. Uh, And I've never played this, and very few people have seen it. All right, how do I organize this? View as myself. Uploads. 
Very few sort by oldest, date added oldest. I like to go back and see like old stuff that I can use that people haven't really seen. Because now that I'm going back on the road, it's going to be great because I can, uh, uh, I can record a lot more stand-up for you guys. But in the meantime, yeah, like this one was, let me download it first. And it's short. It's a shouty. Here we go. It's tough, man. This one's called I Can't Tell the Difference, and it was from March 17, 2015. And it's only been seen by 1,600 people. So let's check it out, and let's talk about how it's, the, it's, it's very Jungian. It's tough navigating this world, a lot of fine minds. I have a hard time with the fine lines, like, you know, confidence and arrogance. I can't tell the difference. Well, it's confident, but other people are like, it's arrogant. You know, I don't know the difference between when I'm like yearly, like year round festive and alcoholic. I can't tell the fucking difference. Or when I'm assertive and my girlfriend calls me verbally abusive. Or when I'm self-sufficient and apparently I'm addicted to pornography. I can't see the difference. Okay, so that's short and sweet, but that's the young and shadow self where you take two, you take two qualities in a person and you just see um, kind of like how at the difference between admiration and envy and the difference between ambition and greed, you know, like all that stuff. Where what I just said, oh yeah, that was Amy laughing. And that was before we even had uh, Walter or married or anything. Let's just watch it one more time because it's so short. Let's just analyze it. All right. Because this is all psychotic. This is all Jungian shit. It's tough navigating this world. A lot of fine lines. I have a hard time with the fine lines, like, you know, confidence and arrogance. So you set it up with the most, with the least comedic, where confidence and arrogance, where if someone, because that is kind of hard to see sometimes. Like sometimes someone just being confident appears arrogant and sometimes someone arrogant appears confident and, the, and there's such a, a massive difference, but sometimes it's tough to tell. And then from there, you make it comedic with it's an exaggeration. And I'm, I'm doing this to, for, for young comics out there, people that are, are writing um, as just a breakdown of how I wrote this. I can't tell the difference. Well, it's confident. Other people are like, it's arrogant. You know, I don't know the difference between when I'm like yearly, like year-round festive and alcoholic. I can't tell the fucking difference. Yeah, because I, I, I am like fun when I drink. So it's like, so am I, am I, am I good time, Charlie, or am I ruining my life? You know that? And then it gets to the one, the third one in the three beats is always going to be the most exaggerated, most comedic and the biggest turn. So self-sufficient and then addicted to pornography, like saying self-sufficient is like by far the craziest, like the most optimistic way you could possibly say being addicted to pornography. That's like saying, uh, uh, you know, if you're a, uh, a rapist, you're a real go-getter. It's just, it's just beyond the round. And that, that's what causes the biggest amount of laughter because then I become the butt of the joke and you realize that the whole thing has been me trying to justify my horrible behavior. Or when I'm assertive and my girlfriend calls me verbally abusive. <laughs> well, that, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That's the first one into this next one. Assertive, uh, verbally abusive. That's still kind of gray area, even though it's, it's, it's hinting on the big one. 
or when I'm self-sufficient and apparently I'm addicted to pornography. I can't see the difference. And you can see, and I've only done that joke that one time for some reason. I don't know why. I was just trying to make Amy laugh because I think we had a, uh, an argument about whether or not I was verbally abusive because I was being very assertive. Where I was like, I really, I can't talk right now. You know, I was just being very assertive. And she was like, you're being very mean. And I'm like, it's not mean to just be direct. And so I, uh, yeah, I just went with that. All right. It's at the two hour mark. We're still at over 1400 people, which is unbelievable. Thank you all. Hit the like button, share it. Hugepianist.com for my last three hour specials. Hit the like button, uh, subscribe, hit the alert button, get, uh, tickets to my tour, Austin, Atlanta, West Palm. San Antonio, Houston, uh, I might be missing some, but get tickets now. It's for September. We're going to have a, gr- a lot of great bears and come to more than one city if you can. Let's make it, let's turn it into fish. It's, um, this is becoming very fun. I'm really enjoying these, uh, these podcasts. I really am. And it's why didn't they laugh where you get your audio podcast? And I, some people write to me that, that on certain players, they've had issues lately, but in general, uh, the majority of our audience is actually audio, which is interesting, but it makes sense. You know, uh, some people's data plans can't handle YouTube bandwidth. So they, they, um, they just, they do the audio, which is cool. So much love audio people. I'm also an audio guy. Uh, yeah. And comment joke ideas you have for me, song ideas. I'm, I'm writing a whole new hour for this, uh, this, uh, this tour. And I'm not trying to call out people. You guys realize that. It's just I'm a poked bear. I'm a very poked bear. And when people just openly talk shit about me, people that that just clearly have no, uh, their feet aren't on the ground these days. And it's a wild time. The future will reward those who stayed calm in a, in a world of chaos. You want to see a documentary I did about that? Watch um, Sticks and Stones. It's on my YouTube channel. Just Owen Benjamin Sticks and Stones. You can watch the worst possible scenario for a heckler. And when you stay calm in chaos, you survive. And years from now, uh, when we're through a lot of this stuff, it will look back fondly at the people that didn't overreact, that didn't freak out, that calmly called out those who said nasty things about them without burning down the fucking structure. And, um, and thanks for all the emails. Thanks for all the information. Thanks for all the super chats and uh, PayPal's and uh, Patreon and everybody that uh, makes this thing happen. Our audience is growing by the day and it's full of wonderful people. If you look at the comment section, a lot of people's comment sections are just swamps of, of just mean people. Mine aren't. We really have a, something special here with the community and it's supportive and the criticisms are actually thought out. It's not just your human garbage unless it's from one of the, the bad bears, one of the four bad bears that are trying to prove that Eric Nimmer is, in fact, not black. Um, and I just, from the bottom of my heart, I'm very grateful, and I appreciate you guys tremendously. And for those of you that that look up to my um, motivation and my ability to fight, all it is is I, I refuse to be ungrateful and I refuse to kneel. And if you get that in your mind, you will find you have a lot of strength. And it doesn't take that much effort to just to just resist uh, becoming a victim and, and using that victim status to try and get yourself some sweets, you know, uh, some candy as you drift away into darkness. So I love you guys. Be good and get tickets and hit the like button and, and fucking comment and share it and just crush.